Greetings. My name is Blake Schmida alongside Leo Menchetti, and welcome to the American Valor Podcast. On the American Valor Podcast, supported by the Bob Feller Active Valor Award Foundation, our goal is to educate and inspire with acts of valor that embody the traits which National Baseball Hall of Famer and United States Chief Petty Officer Bob Feller lived by. Citizenship, service above self, and commitment to country in a time of great national need. Hi, Eve. It's a pleasure to have you on the podcast today. How are you doing? Thanks so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here. All right. So we're going to get started off here. Uh, Can you tell us a little bit about the Yogi Bear Museum and its uh, mission? Sure. Um, The Yogi Bear Museum and Learning Center uh, is located on the campus of Montclair State University. It was founded um, close to 25 years ago uh, at a time when Yogi Bear was still very much alive and part of developing the mission for the organization. And that has always been to educate young people in particular about the values that he stood for, um, that he represented on the field and off, respect and uh, perseverance and teamwork and humility. Um, And we do that through sports-based exhibitions and programs. That's great. And it sounds like, uh, you know, the museum has a lot of the same values that we here at the Bob Feller Active Valor Award Foundation have as well. Um, And, you know, I have grown up a huge fan uh, of the Yankees and I know Leo has as well. So I know being a history buff myself as well, I'd be curious to know what some of your favorite and most meaningful pieces of bear memorabilia you have are at the Yogi Berra Museum. (laughs) Sure. Well, you know, um, certainly for any baseball fan and most specifically for any Yankee fan, you know, the, the museum is just a treasure trove of fabulous memorabilia. Um, you know, the the extraordinary thing about Yogi Berra is that um, while he was a singular individual, he really anchored that New York Yankees dynasty from, you know, late 46 when he was first called up until 1963 when he stopped playing for the Yankees. You know, of course, that time span included 10 World Series championships. Um, It also included, you know, we have a photograph in the museum of Yogi, his rookie year, shaking hands with Babe Ruth. And of course, we have photos of him with Mickey Mantle on the other end. So, you know, he just, his lifespan, his career span when he was playing actively for the Yankees is just, you know, really, you know, the high point for many of Yankee history that, you know, late 40s, 50s, early 60s, when, you know, they were the team to beat. And in many ways were unbeatable and he was behind the plate for every game. Specifically, I mean, you know, you, you talk about memorabilia that I love anything, you know, anything related to that, you know, those pieces of a career, whether it's the world series rings that we have on display or his MVP plaques that we have on display. I mean, those are, you know, extremely special, you know, for the baseball part of his life. I mean, I would say some of the pieces that are meaningful to me as well are the ones that reflect the other aspects of who Yogi was, maybe less familiar to our public. They include, uh, I should say, the Bob Feller Active Valor Award. He was the inaugural recipient of that award. Um, many folks don't know that Yogi Berra served in World War II at D-Day, um, you know, truly one of the most iconic battles of that war. And he was right there. Um in a, uh, a rocket boat, you know, assisting um, the guys who landed on Omaha Beach. So, you know, you know, that recognition is incredibly meaningful to us at the museum. We do a lot of work around uh, the veterans community. And then also we have, you know, his love letters to Carmen Barra, the great love of his life. He was married, you know, 
they were married for decades and founded a wonderful family, um, you know, who are still very much a part of the story of the Yogi Berra Museum. And, uh, you know, you can see the letters that he wrote, you know, on the road to Carmen when he was a young player, sort of before he became the icon he went on to be. And, uh, and those are terrific too, because it's, you know, you know, full of sort of sweet talk for his, you know, for his new love, but also, you know, reporting how he did that day, if he was, you know, two for three or, you know, how he did, how he did catching. So um, that's a lot of fun too. And folks really enjoy seeing those. Continuing on with Yogi, he was known to have such a, a bright and vibrant personality and, uh, you know, a way with words. And do you have a favorite Yogi quote? <laughs> That's always sort of the magic question. The great thing about yogi quotes, and we, we call them yogiisms um, uh, in our museum, uh, is that there's really almost one for every possible occasion. Uh, and, um, you know, the one that's been getting, you know, probably the most traction, you know, really historically and of late in particular is it ain't over till it's over. Um, you know, it doesn't matter what you're talking about, whether it is a global pandemic or, you know, I, the baseball season, it really ain't over till it's over. And I think that, you know, in the case of our museum, despite Yogi's passing in 2016, you know, we really have managed to prove that his legacy certainly ain't over. Um, you know, we continue to uphold that legacy every day um, in the work that we do. And so I think I'd have to say it ain't over till it's over is my favorite Yogiism. You know, personally, I, I don't think I had realized it, but I think that's my favorite as well. I find myself mm -hmm. using that quote all the time. And, and I think even baseball fans or, or non-baseball fans, pardon, um, know that quote. And uh, he had such a way with words. I, I love him to death for, for <laughs> quotes, but um, kind of moving on a little bit. Um, you, I know you had touched on this a little bit already, but um, Yogi obviously played in one of the greatest dynasties in sports history, not baseball's history, um, and played with some of baseball's other great legends. And um, how do you think the museum kind of reflects his connection to those players um, and that era of Yankees baseball? I know you had mentioned the World Series rings and the pictures, but kind of from a deeper level. Sure. I mean, again, I think that this gets back to this unique position that Yogi played in that New York Yankees dynasty. I mean, he just, it's almost unthinkable today, I think for a lot of young people who follow baseball, to imagine a player for one sticking with the same team for that long, right? That's no, that's, a, we're, we're in a different world now. But, you know, he, he played for the New York Yankees and he, you know, and he just stayed, right? He stayed and he continued to play. So, you know, it really was, you know, anyone who was watching the game, during that span was seeing Yogi Berra um, catching. Um, and so, you know, I think any of the players that came through at that time, you know, he was sort of the connective tissue across the years, if you will. And so, you know, again, whether it's a Mickey Mantle or a Whitey Ford or, um, you know, you know, any, any of the players in that particular era when he played, you know, he was the guy, he, you know, he was calling the games and everyone sort of knew that despite his sort of self-effacing, humble demeanor, you know, he had a remarkably keen mind for baseball and they all turned to him in many ways. Casey Stengel referred to him, you know, essentially as his assistant manager. I mean, he just was, you know, such a great baseball mind. The other thing I think you have to remember about Yogi Berra is, 
you know, he played, so he had this incredible longevity as a player. He went on to be a coach and a manager. Um, we do have New York Mets fans come into the house, and we always remind them that Yogi ended his career wearing a Mets uniform, as, I mean, his playing career as a New York Met. That was his last at bat in 1965. Um, and then later, you know, as a, as a sort of elderly statesman of the game, he went down to um, Tampa to assist at New York Yankee Spring training well into his 80s. So, you know, he was an active member of the, you know, baseball community, really lending his experience, um, you know, to younger players, cultivating, mentoring. You know, we have a lot of younger players who who are connected to our museum because of that love for Yogi. And, you know, whether it's a CC Sabathia or a Nick Swisher or Biggio, I mean, they really, they loved Yogi um, and they knew him as a mentor, you know, not necessarily as a teammate. Um, so, you know, his lifespan really connects to, <laughs> You know, everybody from this, you know, from the from the 40s when he started playing the game professionally, you know, until he passed away. I mean, he was he was active in the game of baseball and everyone who plays and certainly all the great players, you know, turned to him. And, um, you know, there's a reason he was on that all century team. He just, you know, really is, you know, one of the one of the people that, you know, one of the players that will be long remembered, um, you know, well past, uh, you know, long into the future. Or we were talking about some of the best Yogi memorabilia and obviously memorabilia is an important part of running a museum. And uh, how often does a museum get sent memorabilia that can actually use in its collections and exhibits? And uh, what is this process sort of like? You know, and that's a really, I will say that's a real fun perk of my job, which is, you know, on a regular basis, folks contact me to say, you know, they have gone through, whether it's a relative's belongings or, you know, certainly, you know, most recently when folks were shut up, you know, more than they wanted to be inside their homes, a lot of people were cleaning closets and found all kinds of memorabilia dating back to Yogi's playing days. Um, so we will get calls, emails, um, letters, you know, folks saying, you know, we, we, we have these things, we would love to share them with the museum and with the larger public. And we are thrilled um, to, for people to out, uh, reach out to us in this way. Um, you know, one thing we do have to promise is, uh, one thing we do have to explain is that we can't put every item on display. We have archives, we will, you know, store things carefully in our archives. And when when an exhibit comes along where an item might be appropriate, then we will certainly refer to it and we'll reach back out to the donor. A perfect example of that is we had a fabulous exhibit in the house up until um, several months ago uh, called Discover Greatness, an illustrated history of the Negro Leagues. It was on loan from the Negro Leagues Baseball Museum in Kansas City and really was just a fabulous um you know, overview of the full chronology of black baseball from, you know, baseball's inception until, of course, Jackie famously breaking the color barrier and, you know, and, and players that followed quickly um, after him, Larry Doby, et cetera. And, and a, a gentleman walked in the museum one day when that exhibit was up and he had a cap that had been signed by all of the 1946 Newark Eagles. Um, you know, that was a Negro Leagues World Series championship team. Um, you know, you had Larry Doby on there, Max Manning. I mean, really sort of the greats of the Negro Leagues were on that cap. And we promptly put it on display as, you know, as an addition to that exhibit. And of course, he was thrilled and we were thrilled. And, you know, that's the kind of thing that can happen. And, uh, you know, we're always happy when it does. We know that the museum probably has a lot of great pieces, but um, to a younger generation of baseball fans, I think baseball is such such a sport deeply rooted in its history so i was curious what do you think the value of having a learning center and providing education to 
individuals at the museum is? You know, I think um, in many ways our country is, you know, faces something of an education crisis. I mean, this isn't news to anyone who's in the field of education, you know, especially in the last couple of years, um, the challenges have been enormous for teachers. And, um, you know, one of the things that we determined certainly, you know, more than ever after Yogi passed away was to really lean hard into the learning center piece of our identity. Yogi always said that was what mattered to him most. His first question was always, how are the kids doing? How can we get more kids in here? And so, you know, I really, you know, I can say from a personal perspective, you know, that is my first and foremost charge as the executive director of the museum. I want to make sure that we are impacting as many young people as possible, not just with the game of baseball, but, you know, as we said, with the values that baseball really stands for. Because, of course, as we know, you know, things like teamwork and collaboration and determination and a willingness to fail. Those are, you know, central to the game of baseball, but that is central to any successful business, to any successful artistic endeavor. You know, there are so many fields that young people go into that are not necessarily sports, but that can really benefit from the values that are inherent to sports. And so, you know, whatever program that we are hosting, whether it's a program about language arts and spoken word poetry, which we do based on yogis, yogiisms that we just talked about, or, you know, the history of the Negro Leagues, where we get into social justice issues, both back in yogi's day and today, um, or STEM, we have, an, you know, a very, very popular program about the physics of baseball, where we have kids pitching and measuring their pitching speed and measuring their pitching stride to learn about the kinetic transfer of energy. You know, baseball offers so many ways into exciting and engaging learning. That's just fun. Um, so, you know, to see kids come into the museum and then leave and say, well, this was so much more fun than I thought it would be. Or, you know, when can I come back? Or most importantly, when can I play baseball? You know, when we hear that, then when we know we've really done something right by Yogi's legacy and um, like to think that he would be proud of the work that we're doing today. This next question uh, involves our, our foundation. And uh, we know we currently have a display of the 39 Hall of Fame inductee veterans uh, at uh, the Yogi Bear Museum. And we were wondering what the reception has been like for our display and uh, how that has been going. Sure. I'm, you know, it's been in, it's been a great honor to work with the Bob Feller Active Valor Foundation. We're so, so grateful for that partnership. Um, as I mentioned before, Yogi was the inaugural recipient of the Bob Feller Active Valor Award. Um, so we really value um, that partnership with your organization. Um, what we found with the display is that many, many of the folks who come through the museum as visitors are veterans themselves. Um, we've done a lot of work reaching out to veterans in our community you know, based on you know, the piece of Yogi's biography, you know, that was his service in, in the U.S. Navy during World War II, it really feels like an obligation that we have and that we take very seriously to make sure we're connecting with our local veterans organizations. We're on the campus of Montclair State University. There are veterans who are students enrolled there. We have uh, veteran centers all around us, and we're, you know, often doing programming specifically targeted to those groups. So just, you know, because of that, because we already have those relationships, having this particular display in the museum is very meaningful to us. Um, the reception has been wonderful. Most recently, we had a senior tour come through, and at the same time, we had PIX11 television in the house, um, interviewing many of the veterans who were there about how meaningful it was to them to hear those stories and remember those stories of service, you know, a time when major league ball players stepped away, you know, often at the height of their careers, as did Bob Feller, 
um, you know, Ted Williams. I mean, some of these folks who really, you know, were willing to put country before all else. Um, it's something that, you know, those are stories that I think we can't tell enough. Um, it's important for young people to hear those stories. It's important for older people. It's important for everybody who comes to our museum to hear those stories. And, you know, the extent to which our museum is in the business of storytelling, this is one that we're very proud to tell. So, um, you know, the, the short answer is the exhibit is a success. We're very happy to have it and uh, are grateful for you guys um, for lending it to us. We're definitely thankful for you um, helping share Bob Feller's story on top of um, Yogi Berra's as well. And, and, you know, clearly their stories are very intertwined through World War II. But I had a more personal question for you. I was curious if you grew up a baseball fan and um, what actually drew you to work with the Yogi Berra Museum Collection? Sure. Um, I grew up in New York City, um, which in many ways, uh, you know, is one of the beating hearts of the baseball world. It certainly was in Yogi's day. And, uh, you know, I was largely influenced by some of the uh, elder folks in, in my family. I had a stepfather who was from the Bronx and, you know, was always telling stories of sneaking into Yankee Stadium as a kid. Um, you know, he lived in a, in a pin. He had a lapel pin that said, BBDB, which meant bring back daytime baseball, because he was so sad that there weren't enough day games anymore that he had enjoyed as a child. Um, and on the other side of my family, you know, I had a grandfather from Brooklyn who was just a diehard Brooklyn Dodgers fan. You know, I knew about Pee Wee Reese basically before I could walk. So, um, you know, you sort of grew up steeped in that world of the history of baseball. And then it was just, you know, a baseball community. You know, I uh, grew up on the Upper West Side of Manhattan, which was sort of Mets country. Um, again, Yogi did end his career as a Met, so I feel like I'll be forgiven by my childhood friends. Um, but, but I do think that, you know, that combination of having baseball as something that my family always loved and that connected us all to one another and to that, and that, and to the city that I grew up in. Um, and then in particular, you know, Yogi, who was just beloved by everyone who loved baseball. I mean, I see this all the time at the museum that, you know, folks come through, it doesn't matter where their affiliation or allegiances lie as far as a team, they all love Yogi. So, um, you know, it's a great honor to work for this museum because because of that. He really is someone who connects all parties, if you will, um, and in the truest sense. Uh, it doesn't matter what uh, what team they're rooting for. It doesn't matter what political team they're rooting for. Everybody really has a, a place in their heart for Yogi because he was just, you know, really, I think, represented so much of what's good in all of us and uh and people really sense that from him so um when the museum was looking for for new leadership after um he passed away it was uh it was a great privilege to take the job and uh and i haven't looked back eve it's been a pleasure having you on the podcast today uh thanks for coming on oh my pleasure thank you so much for having me best of luck to you thank you to our listeners this concludes this episode of the american valor podcast this conversation is brought to you by the Bob Feller Active Valor Award Foundation, the Department of the Navy, Major League Baseball, USAA, BWXT, Huntington Ingalls, and the Cleveland Guardians. Please feel free to leave your comments in the comment section below and connect with the Bob Feller Active Valor Award Foundation on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Active Valor Award. You can engage with the foundation at activevalorward.org there, you can learn more about Bob Feller, Jerry Coleman, recent nominees of the awards, view pictures, and sign up for updates, including the American Valor podcast and more. For Blake Schmida, Liam Manchetti, and everyone at the American Valor podcast, thank you for joining us, and we'll talk to you next time.